before we get into the Christmas present everyone wants, I just want to stop and pause. What is your expectation for 2022? You know, even though 2021 has been tough and we don't know really what 2022 is going to look like, I'm excited because I feel that God has positioned not just Church Unlimited, but the Church of New Zealand ready for something amazing to happen. I hope you're expecting God to really break out. I am believing that God is going to use this whole COVID experience to draw so many people to himself, that we are about to see some amazing things. I hope your expectation and faith is growing and that over these holidays, God just speaks to you personally. Can we just pray? Can we pray for this year and what's ahead? Father, I thank you, God, that as we come to the last Sunday, God, the last Sunday of a year that has been full of uncertainty and unexpected things, that you're with us. God, that you're with us in our homes right now. God, that wherever we're watching, God, that you're going to speak personally. God, but I also pray, download. God, download something into our heart, into our spirit. Lord, and what is ahead of us? God, of an excitement, of an expectation of knowing that you are in control and you've got things in store for us. God, I just pray you'll position the Church of New Zealand, Lord, the Church of the world, ready for an outbreak that I know we so desperately need. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today I want to talk about the Christmas present everyone wants. I hope you were able to open some Christmas presents yesterday and that you're still enjoying the Christmas spirit. I don't want it to leave, but the Christmas present everyone wants. Well, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to read Isaiah 9, verse 6. Maybe you've already heard it over this Christmas season. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, we need to be clear in that verse, it tells us, it tells us so much about what Jesus was going to be like, what he is like. First of all, the government shall be upon his shoulders. I want us to remember the fact that the government is upon his shoulders. It may not feel like it sometimes, but Jesus is in control. He is totally in control. And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, what you're feeling like, Jesus has got it. Maybe your emotions are all over the place. Maybe you're just worried about the uncertainty. Maybe it's the loss of a job, just this whole difficult situation or your finances are all in trouble because of COVID. Maybe it's this whole division and this things around unvaccinated versus vaccinated. The reality is Jesus is still in control. You know, maybe it's Christmas time and just the thought that, you know, you're remembering that there's loved ones who you've lost throughout the year or throughout the years and they're not here today. Christmas is, brings back pain and memories, but Jesus is in control. He is there. The government is on his shoulders. And I want us to remember and know that he truly is in control, not just of 2021, but right throughout next year. It's going to be amazing what Jesus is going to do. I have no idea what it's going to look like, but I have some hopes, like you heard me pray. I'm expecting Jesus to do some tremendous things in my life personally, in this church, in the whole of Church Unlimited, but also in our nation. I'm believing for it because Jesus has a plan. I love what Isaiah 7 verse 14 and Matthew 1 verse 3 says. It tells us that a Savior will be born and we will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel Christ with us. 
Whatever you're facing today, you need to get the revelation, not in here, but in here, that Jesus is with us every moment of every day. And you know, throughout 2021, that thought that Jesus is with me has helped me so much. I don't think I could have faced 2021 without the fact that Jesus was with me. And you know when it got really tough, if I stop and I reflect, you know what happened? I forgot that Jesus is with me. And I tried to do it in my own strength. I tried to do it by my own. But the thing is, Jesus is Emmanuel. He is with all of us, wherever you are right now, whatever you're facing, whatever you're feeling, whatever happened in your Christmas day yesterday, He is with you. He is with you and He is there. And it's such a great comfort. We have to know the government is on His shoulders, but He is Emmanuel. He is our Savior and He is with us. He is present, whatever needs we're facing. But I believe today the Christmas present Of course, the Christmas present everyone needs is Jesus. And let's be clear about that. Jesus is the answer. But you know what the Christmas present that everyone wants? I believe the Christmas present everyone wants is peace. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about peace. I want to talk about the fact that Isaiah 6 verse 9 finishes and says, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I think it's really interesting. He's not called the King of Peace. He's called the Prince of Peace. And I read this and I really thought about it. See, a king, he often sits on his throne. I don't have a throne here, but you know, a king sits on his throne and, and says the orders and tells people what to do and sends the armies out. But you know what the prince does? The prince goes out and makes it happen. The prince, our prince, Jesus, he brings peace. He releases peace. He brings change in our lives and we have to see it. Jesus is the prince of peace. He goes out and, and calms the storm. He calms the craziness that's going around. You know, if we think about the scriptures and what happens, you know, Daniel, he was able to sleep in the lion's den. Peter slept in prison. Jesus slept in a storm. No matter the circumstance, church, no matter the circumstance, you can always find peace in Jesus. He is our Prince of Peace. I certainly want peace. Man, I want peace. It's the gift. It's the Christmas present that really the whole world wants. We want peace, church. We want peace. But I think we've got this wrong understanding of peace. You know, not that I've watched them, I'll I'll be honest. I really haven't watched a beauty pageant, but you hear about it and you see it on those Hollywood movies. They get up and they say an answer. And of course, I want world peace. Yes, the world wants peace. We want there to be no fighting, but that's not biblical peace. The word peace is shalom. See, yes, I want there to be no conflict at home. I don't want Zach and Emma to be fighting. I don't want Jody and I to be butting heads during this holiday season. But I want more than that. The present that I want is the shalom peace. Let me explain it. The shalom peace basically means that we are complete or we're whole. Shalom refers to something that is complex or has a lot of moving parts, maybe like a car, that's in a state of completeness or wholeness, or it's functioning as it was designed. See, Jesus wants us, our world, everything that's going on to be functioning as it was designed. That's why shalom can refer to people's well-being, not just the peace, not just the inner peace, but things that are happening around them. It's the core idea that these complex things that happen in life, Jesus has got it in his hand. He's got it in control. And our world needs shalom right now. We need shalom. We need that peace. But the problem is the world, but also some of us in the church, we try to get peace on our own. We try to do it in our own strength. But we're not going to find true peace. We're not going to find lasting peace. And you know, you can look for it in in self-help books. It's not there. 
Shalom peace is not in self-help books. It's not in escapes or holidays. It's not in a new job. I really sense that. Shalom peace isn't a new job. You know where it is? It's in Jesus. It's not in drugs or alcohol or sex in the wrong places. It's in Jesus. Jesus wants to bring a shalom. And I really sense this church today. That's the word for us. We need peace. We need to find it, but we need to get the revelation of it. Our peace isn't based on circumstances out there. It's based on something that's happening internally. It's based here and we have it. I love what John 14 verse 27, and if you've got your Bibles, you need to highlight this in your Bible. You need to get a revelation of this. Jesus said, peace I leave you. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, as we get closer to Jesus, as we walk with him, we have peace. We don't have to earn it. I love it. It's a a perfect example. We don't have to earn peace. We get given peace. Jesus has given it like a Christmas present. And you know what the revelation I got? For so many of us, this is what's happened during COVID season. As Christians, we've, we've had peace, but we've kind of just left it sitting next to our bed in the morning. We've got up and we've gone about the day and we've left the peace but it's a present that we've got. We've got to take it. We've got to carry it with us. Jesus has given us peace. But I I think we've got to understand that when Jesus is with us, it doesn't mean that we don't have troubles. C.S. Lewis said this, life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in the difficulties. You know, I've faced something just in the last month and I'm just so amazed I just had God's peace about this entire situation. I can't share the exact situation, but you know what? From the start, I just sensed God in it. And God was there the whole way through. And it's like I had shalom and he, he sorted out the details and everything just fell into place. Why? Because I was trusting God. And it wasn't something that I had to do or earn. I just had it. It was just there. It's the Christmas present that we all want. But as Christians, it's available to us. We just got to receive it and we just got to walk in it. So today, as we're looking at peace, as we're looking at shalom, what I want to say is there's three areas that God really laid on my heart that I believe we're going to start walking in, that we're going to start seeing in our daily lives. And the first area is peace leads to restoration of relationships. In the book of Proverbs, to reconcile or heal a broken relationship is to bring shalom. And when rival kingdoms, when they're fighting, when rival kingdoms are battling, and they make shalom and they, they call peace, they don't just stop fighting. I love this. You've you got to get this, church. Kingdoms don't, or, or people don't just stop fighting. They actually start working together so that each other benefits from the relationship. I, I sense that's for somebody today. That's for a family today. Not only are you going to see shalom where you stop the conflict, but God's going to start us working together. I believe that's a picture of what we're going to see in the, in the Church of New Zealand. We're going to start working together to see each other flourish, to see our communities transformed. That's what God wants, and it's going to happen. If you've got your Bibles, Matthew 5 verse 9, of course it's going to be on the screen, says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God, or the women, or the daughters of God. See, peacemakers are the ones that bring restoration. They bring unity. They remove the conflict. They bring wholeness. They restore relationships. We're called to do that. And you know, I'll be honest with you, right throughout this COVID season, we've, we've had an option. 
either one to pour fire onto a situation, pour petrol onto a situation, or pour water onto a situation. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've pulled out my phone and I've been about to write a post or, or share a comment. And then God has just spoken into the inner, inner voice in here and I've deleted it because I know that would have been pouring petrol onto the situation. That would have been, wouldn't have been being a peacemaker that God has called us to. And that's what he's called us to do, to stop bringing division. Now, can I just say as Church Unlimited, we are against all this division that's happening in society right now. We do not think people should be segregated. We do not agree with that at all. And the Bible is so clear. We're peacemakers. We need to be bringing peace into our families, bringing, bring, bringing peace into our community. And remember, it's the gift. It's the gift that we've got. And if we're going to shine our light, we have to be bringing peace wherever we go. We have to be sharing peace, showing peace, showing that we've got the wholeness inside of us, that even though craziness is going on around us, we have that peace that we can trust God. You know, I just think of Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, there he is, Jesus is getting arrested and Peter pulls out the sword. But that's not what Jesus wants us to do. It's not about fighting, it's about bringing peace. It's about bringing the shalom into the different situations. And I believe God is going to help us do that. So when we understand that we have it, we don't have to earn it, we don't have to strive for it, we just have to rest in it. We can bring peace into so many different situations. You know, I think too many of us, we get up in the morning and we leave the peace sitting beside our bed. Why? Because we're listening to the radio. We're listening to what the news is saying instead of remembering what the good news tells us. We're reading what social media is telling us. We're listening to what the government is saying and we're listening to the pings that are happening on our phone instead of listening to the pings that God is putting inside of our heart. See, the thing is, if we're gonna have the peace that God wants, we're gonna stop worrying about what's happening in the world and worrying what God is saying to us about our inner world. See, the peace is available. We just got to run with it. I think for many of us, and this is a challenge for myself, I'm running around like Martha instead of being a Mary and sitting. And when we sit and we wait, God brings that peace into our lives. We're letting the noise of the world, the, the noise and all the distractions of the world take us away from hearing the voice of the Lord. I believe that 2022 is going to be a year when we, if we get the revelation, we can step in it. We can really understand what it means to live in that shalom peace and see it. I believe in our families, we're going to see it. And as I was preparing this message, I really felt something. I felt God just say that we're going to see something different over this holiday season, over the next four weeks, really. Something's going to happen in our families. I really quote, and I'm totally speaking to myself here. This is from C.S. Lewis. He said, children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. Can I say that again? Listen to it. Children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. And when I read that quote, actually that night, I went and said the prayers of Zach and, and Emma, and I just prayed, God, help me pass on my faith to them. Let me see that this is an opportunity for them to see what is the most important. Let them understand that, that my relationship with Jesus is the most important thing. David Hall, who's coming to conference 2022, New Zealand and beyond, he put up a post that said, if we, if you and I see church as optional, do not be surprised when your children see God as unnecessary. During this holiday season, they need to see that God is necessary. Can that be a challenge to us parents? Lord, let them see our relationship. 
The second area I believe that we're going to see peace in our lives is peace brings purpose and meaning. You know, throughout this COVID season, as things have been so uncertain, we've lost that north. We've lost that direction. We really weren't certain what was going on. It's interesting. King Solomon says in his book, Ecclesiastes, he says in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 2, right at the start, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. That's what it felt like. We lost our purpose. We lost what is life all about? And I think when we lose that shalom in our lives, we, we're kind of like, God, why? What is this all about? We, we kind of start getting a little bit lethargic. We feel a little bit empty. What is the purpose? What's going on? And you know what I felt? COVID caused the rule book of life to kind of be thrown out because it didn't make sense anymore. But see, when you have shalom in your life, it brings meaning. It brings purpose. We understand, God, you've called me. I understand that when my relationship with you is right, it gives me north. It gives me direction. I understand why I'm here. And I believe today God's going to bring those dreams and those purposes back into some of your hearts. I believe God is saying today, hey, rest in me and I'll bring you meaning. I'll bring you purpose because God wants us to be whole. Remember, shalom is about being whole. It's about being complete. And when we're lacking direction, when we're lacking purpose, we don't understand what life is all about. And I really sense that God wants to bring that into your life. You know, we see a very interesting story in John chapter 20, starting in verse 19. And I'll, I'll start reading to you. It says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews. Now, you're like, what's that talking about? What's happened is Jesus had just died on the cross. They'd seen their savior. They'd seen their leader being crucified. And they're like, what is going on? What is this all about? They're fearful and thinking, oh, no. He's going to come for me. We're going to be next. We're going to be killed. And they're all worried and they're fearful and they're hiding. They're uncertain. They're like, what's going on? And what does Jesus come in and do? He comes in and says, peace be with you. I believe today Jesus is saying, peace be with us all. Peace be with us. When we're, when we're fearful, when we're uncertain, when we don't know what's going on, when we don't know our why, Jesus is saying, peace be still. But you know, he goes on and, and he reminds them, I've given you a reason. I've given you a purpose. In John 14, verse 27, he says, peace, I leave with you. Remember, we've read this. He's already told them earlier, peace, I leave with you. I've given you peace. I've given you my peace. And then he goes on in verse 21. So this is John 20, verse 21. And so he says to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. What he was actually doing in this place, he was reminding them that he has called them and he set them apart for a reason and a purpose. Church today, God has called us. If we have a relationship with God, he has called us. And when he gives us peace, he's saying, go, go and make disciples, go and make a difference, go and shine your light. And when we're clear about it, when we've got the peace, when we center ourselves in Christ and say, God, I need you in my day. That's when we see meaning. That's when we step out of our doors and know we're there to be that salt and light. And that's what Jesus was saying to his disciples. And I believe that's just what he's saying to all of us today. We're called to be salt and light. We're called to have that purpose. And today I believe that that's that prison. That's that prison that we need. We need that Christmas prison of peace that gives us purpose. It gives us meaning to our lives. The disciples were lacking in it and sometimes we lack in it. But when we stop and we rest, it brings us that center. We know what it's all about. 
You know, God's going to bring that peace. I really sense that. And I just sense that God wants to release some dreams and visions again into people's lives. Can we just pray? Now, if you're watching in in your car, don't close your eyes. But anywhere else, why don't you just close your eyes? Because I believe God's going to download something fresh again into your life. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you that when we wait on you, God, you bring peace into our lives. Lord, you bring purpose. You bring meaning. God, and I just release those dreams and visions again. God, release them into individuals. Release them into families. God, maybe we've lost sight of what really matters. God, I I just pray today. God, on the 26th of December, God, today, God, place a new vision, a new passion. God, not from our own ideas, but from you. God, I release that right now. God, let us know that we are called for a purpose. God, that you have saved us to make a difference. God, I release that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, the last area that I just want to share with you, and this is around peace, is peace releases physical and emotional wholeness. And I really sense this as I was preparing, that this part here is about us getting a revelation that God wants to release wholeness. When we have the shalom in our lives, it's not just our peace for today. It's peace in our physical being. It's peace in our mental well-being. It's peace in our spiritual well-being. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to a story that we understand and probably have heard, but maybe some of you don't know it. It's in Luke 8, verse 43 to 48. And it's about the woman with the issue of blood. And basically what happens is she runs through the crowd and she grabs hold of Jesus because she knows he's the answer. And when she grabs hold of him, the power releases out of his body into her body and she's healed in that moment. Then he asks her, what happened? Who touched me? Because he knew somebody had been healed. And then we read in Luke 8 verse 48. He turns around to her and he says, and he says to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, when you look at that verse, do you know what that means? He's saying, go in peace because your body is now whole, but not just go in physical wholeness. He's saying, go in spiritual and emotional wholeness. And today I really sense that God is saying, we need to go out and understand that in Christ, He's already given us peace. He's given us shalom, which means physical wholeness, which means emotional wholeness, which means spiritual wholeness. And today it's for you. See, we don't have to earn it. We don't have to earn shalom. God has given it to us. And when we get the revelation, not in here, but in here, we start walking in it. And I believe today we're going to start seeing it. You know, just this week, I was hearing a story. I was, I was just hearing about some guy who's been serving God for like 40 years and, and he was sharing just how God had moved in his family. And when his son was young, so his son's now 40, when his son was really young, he was gravely, gravely ill. And he got somebody to pray for him. And as he was telling me the story, he was crying like, because it was so real and so powerful. Why am I telling you this? Because God is healing. God is healing lives. God is healing lives yesterday. He's healing lives today. and He's going to heal lives in the future. And I believe as we understand the shalom peace that God wants to give us today, we're going to walk in spiritual wholeness. We're going to walk in that fullness. So I believe right now you need to be filled with faith and understand that God is able. You know, I've been hearing about lives being changed, people being healed. I've seen it myself. I've seen it so many times. I've heard of stories. I've even prayed for individuals where the doctors have said, look, they're not going to leave this hospital and they walk out. Why? Because when we step and understand that we've got shalom, fullness and wholeness, we can walk in it.